Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Cyrus Fazel, who is the CEO of Swissborg, a company that is designing the bank of the future. Welcome to the show, Cyrus. Thank you, Birgit. Very excited to be with you today. Yes, well, as you know, the title of my podcast is CEO Blind Spots, and I'm really glad you chose to come on today because a lot of CEOs have a blind spot about the bank of the future. So it, you guys have been extremely successful. You've raised uh, $52 million from 24000 individuals from four corners of the world when you first got started. You launched the first crypto app to educate the world. You're in the top decentralized finance liquidity providers in the world. And you've grown from you know nine employees to well over 250 all over the world, which is not easy for leaders to do. And a lot of our listeners even struggle with leading remote teams. And, and you keep succeeding with it. And so I am curious, how specifically do you manage so many people in so many corners of the world and still keep everybody, you know, united? Yeah, that, that's that definitely a very hard one for many, especially that we have, yeah, we're, we've been remote since day one and we're today very remote. I mean, I'm at my place right now. So I think so what you do is to to really, of course, hire the, the right people first. And when you, you hire them, I think so the onboarding has to be done very well and the training, of course. And as well, you, you just have to make sure that people are, are really becoming the best of themselves. I think so that's how you really kill culture and good, great people is, you know, let people essentially do what they have to do and what they love to do. Let them make the choices that they have to yeah take. If it's hard ones, uh, even better if they take those hard, hard shots. And if they are very successful, it's great. If they fail on those choices, they just have to learn from it. And yeah, making sure that everyone's quite responsible to a great power. And I think so that usually enables people to be independent. It's like mm -hmm. teaching kids, right? If you're always on them the day you're you're gone, then they're going to probably misbehave. People is the same thing. If you, you give them a lot of responsibility, power, they will be wise and they'll become better. So they're a better version of themselves, I believe. Yeah. And Cyrus, one of the keys that I heard you say at the very beginning was hire the right people and onboard them well. Is there, are there specific tools you use to, to do that? Uh, other great people. <laughs> so great people <laughs> refer great people? Yeah, I think so. That works extremely well. I think so. We have 24% of people that are referred by internal people. Mm. Uh, and then it's true that we have the chance of having a great team that's been really good at screening the right candidates. And But great people do bring great people, I think. So that, that's a general good way of, of doing things. And then, you know, we have like Lever and a few other different tools, of course. But I would say, uh, the yeah, it's really the teams themselves that brings the best out of people. Well, because I can imagine when you're trying to screen people it, with people from different cultures, it could be tricky. So I heard you say Lever. Can you say what that is? So yeah, Lever, it's a tool that I think so it enables all the job posting and uh, go through different rounds and posting the tech challenges and making sure that people from tech or non-tech or product whatsoever are scoring the interviewees and all that. So that's how we, we have it done. Mm -hmm. And and there's different rounds for, I would say, uh, hiring the different people. And, and we usually like to at least have 
two to three people that interview these people. And until a few months ago, it was still me who was doing the last interview, which was a very, 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 very short one. Always start with the very same question that I always ask to anyone. And I always ask, what is your mission? Mm -hmm. And it's a very easy question, but it's a very sometimes tricky one to answer. And it's usually like that, that I I don't check if technically they're worth the skill sets and all, all that. But what I do is I try to feel if the person could potentially have a right cultural fit. And I think so that is probably one of the most important of any companies, the cultural fit that leads to working with people that you like, people yeah. are complementary and people that, yeah, understand that especially what we're doing is highly volatile mm -hmm. and needs to be adapted. People have to be adaptive extremely well. If you're not, yeah. it's going to be very difficult. What a great question. So thank you for sharing that tip. I want to give you a compliment because your team is amazing. I interacted with Julianne and Elena and it was all effortless and easy. I did notice you have a very clear expression of your vision, which is democratization of wealth management, and a very clear expression of your mission, which is to make it fun, fair, and community-centric. And you're not one of those companies who just says it once, because I listen to some of your YouTube videos, and you refer to it all the time. So is that part of why you succeeded so much? I don't know, but it's true that if you remind yourself your mission every day, then you, I think so, you're doing something right, which is, you know, you commit to something that is strong. Like like my brother, where I work with Alex, it's it's funny because he's always saying like, Cyrus, you, you put those uh, Swiss work logos everywhere. Like now I have it on my chain link. I have it on my phone. I have it on my watch. I have it on my <laughs> socks. I have it pretty much everywhere. And it is true that sometimes like if, you, if you're able to really remind yourself that you're not just a company, you're not just here to seek profits. You're not just here to push a product, but you're actually here to, to, to make a difference and to make a big change. I think so that does remind you where you're heading, especially when things get foggy, when things get snowy and messy. Those days are usually the times where you really have to remind yourself where are you heading and why are you going there and with whom. You know, it sounds like you're just a natural great leader. I've been very independent to some mm -hmm. extent, and I mm -hmm. think so. Have a lot of compassion and love for people. That's what people usually feel in me. It's like I try to be very, things would be very, yeah, very transparent. And then try to always, you know, give feedbacks that are constructive, but that are not, that are quite clear. Mm -hmm. And I think so, I, I care a lot. I think so, a leader has to care really much about what he's doing, but w with whom he's doing this a lot. I think so, this is one of the, the biggest thing that, that leaders have to have. And then I think another thing, which is that we have, of course, we have to be dreamers. And I think so, that's, that's definitely what we are. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have to be a bit like Masochist. <laughs> Being a CEO of any company, it's, you know, it's really rough. 2022 for a year was just a crazy year for crypto. Yes. And the resilience that one needs to have to be focused and 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 look at the big picture is quite difficult. And so that's why I always think that, yeah, you have to be on both sides a dreamer and to some extent someone who likes to enjoy a lot of pain in a good way with a smile. Yes. And someone who's compassionate, because you're right. There's very few tech-based companies where people feel the human side of things and my experience since day one with your company has been very amazing. And then you bring me to the next point, which is you guys did get through, make it, made it through some crisis and arguably, or, you know, still will through many. So how did you make it through crisis? And did you ever struggle as a leader with anything? 
Yeah, I think so. That, of course. I mean, uh, to answer your question, you you know, you always have doubts. And if you don't, especially in crypto, that means you're not going to stay for long. You really have to be, and any CEO has to be, you know, looking at your business through multiple different angles, different lenses, zooms, and all that. You have to be paranoid at every phase of your company and be humble, of course, and transparent with yourself or honest with yourself. I think so that's something very, sometimes quite hard, especially like when you went through, you know, maybe a huge success, then you, you feel like, you know, a little bit too high. Mm-hmm. And then the market always brings you back. <laughs> and yeah. you have to, you know, you jump from that, you know, potential first class mindset to going back and to the economy with a lot of luggages that you can't carry. So mm-hmm. it, 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 that's definitely uh, something that people have to live. But I think so that's the most beautiful thing. It's never about winning the trophy. It's how long you can keep winning that trophy. That makes you that strong survivorship. And, and especially we've seen this in crypto, which which has like everything on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. One day you're, you're in the, you're, and this is real thing, 2017, 18, you know, we did our ICO and everything was perfect. And like nine months later, one year later, we're in one of the biggest magazine in Switzerland and, and Swiss Burgers say it's the biggest scam of all time. And, and Cyrus is the dark lord of cryptos. Of course, <laughs> this magazine apologized two years later and now we're good friends and, you know, they know the whole full story and all that. But you have to go through multiple different crises, whatever they are, if it's PR, if it's security problems, if, if it's market, if it's finances, corporate governance, there's so many different things that that smack you in the face and and i think so always the best is to adjust your mindset be able to uh, think carefully try to get some opinions from your trusted you know brothers and sisters around the executives and and see how to really tackle this problem in the best way and i think so where many ceos put their position as kings of company usually what i try to do is have a lot of princesses and princes and we try to figure out what's the best decision. So I have a very more collegial type of way of leading business. Sometimes, mm-hmm. of course, I you know I have to take decisions when things are not going well, but have a more democratic uh, type of approach and always have an extremely close relationship with our community. And I think so that's something that, that people love a lot as well, is yeah. how to effectively communicate and not just have clients or users, but have a real community that will follow you in many paths. And that, I think, so is something that we've done extremely well. And this recent crowdfunding, the worst time of crowdfunding is going quite well. And yes. uh, so, yeah, yeah fact, I think so that's important. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're currently in your Series A f- uh, funding and you have over 12,000 investors, despite, you know, the FTX debacle and all these other challenges. So, but then you also introduced dynamic valuation for your Series A fundraising. So you're also not just a dreamer, but an innovator. And sounds like you're constantly looking together with your community to figure out what's, how did you say it, what's fun, what's fair and community centric. hundred percent. Thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. It's very important because we tend to have some decisions and a lot of people would feel that it's weak to change your decisions. I think it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like I could commit to decision, but then if I see that the community or the executives or any people in the company have a really true valid reason to say like, well, this is not really the good way to do so things. Why not that? I'll be, you know, if, of course, sometimes you have to, you know, stand on what you believe, but if someone has a better answer to your question, I mean, listen to that person. 
yeah. especially if it's backed with a lot of evidence and all that. And I think so. It's very Swiss to some extent. Like you have in, in, in Switzerland, every month or two months, you have initiatives, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you want to pass this initiative, maybe even if you voted for the initiative, you're going to wait for a referendum to happen. So a counter initiative to get to your clear uh, mm -hmm. initial <laughs> initial uh, initiative. And I think so that's an, another good way, I think so, of doing things. And uh, yeah, as you said, the, we always try to make it innovative and innovative is fun. But I think so finance could be fair and making sure our community has the last word. Yeah. Very good. Well, as we wrap up the show, I am curious what your blind spot has been when it comes to leading people, especially because it sounds like you've also done some business with your brother. Yeah, that's that's definitely a very interesting relationship to work with family members. I mean, I'm sure many have done. It's things of the biggest blind spots you would always have is I work with my best friends and I never knew it was going to work that long. <laughs> and, and it really is. It's of, of course hard sometimes, you know, to, to get back to, you know, not be too emotional about work. But I think so at the end, I, I, I feel that work is to be emotional and, and whatever you're doing, if, if you love what you're doing, you're putting a lot of emotions into your work anyways. Mm -hmm. So if you do it with people you already love, you know, sometimes it's even better. And I would have never known that people when initially started this six years ago, six years later, they're they're still getting to be better people, better leaders themselves, and make me a better leader. And 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 it's it's always a good question to ask yourself, you know, are you still the right CEO for the company? And it's thanks to the people around me that I just I'm getting better every other day and and I'm still very comfortable and confident to say that I, I do believe I'm the great CEO of First Whisper again. And this, I would not necessarily have thought that six years ago because when I did this, I'm like, oh, we'll do it and see in two years and reevaluate the situation, three years, four years, five years. And altogether, we get better every year, every month or so. And, and, and it's always a good reminder to feel uh, comfortable in the shoes that you're wearing every day. Yeah. And yeah, of course, like many different other CEOs and leaders, I did have some times where you do question yourself and say like, are you the right person? And I think so what I really, the way that I really became to be a better CEO is making sure that the co-founder, Anthony Luswami, would step up. And it, and it's a really great mix because I remember he told me, he's like, but if I become co-founder, things are going to change. And I was like, yeah, so that's exactly what we need. Right? So why not? And he's like, okay, I'll be a co-founder. And so, so like, so what is my new title? I'm like, I mean, whatever you want, because you're a co-founder. So you have to find like, okay, chief strategy officer. And I think so uh, that was the smartest move that was done at Swiss Park because there's so many things that I was not good enough. And especially in those days, to get the respect of the, the future CTO and other different people, you know, it was great to have a co-founder with me saying like, okay, well, you know, he's an engineer. He's probably going to get a better relationship with the CTO. They're going to be able to maybe, you know, communicate in a more effective way where I would maybe do more things on the community side, on the marketing side. So we were for a long time. And I think so even now we don't say, but we're a little bit co-CEOs and, and different where he has the operation side. I have some other sides, maybe on leadership and, and on, on the, you know, external communication type of, of CEO. But it's good to have, I would say in those moments, really the strong partner that could that can make you better or make sure that your blind spots are covered at least <laughs> <laughs> yes so what was the moment when you realized you had a blind spot and it would be wise to to hire yeah, okay. someone so I think so it came up when yeah we were we're going for a CTO and we really needed to now build some more scalable technology after ICO and 
to get to that stance, we really needed to create this whole tech culture. And to some extent, this head of engineering, Nicolas Raymond, became our CTO and today has a huge importance. He has 90 plus engineers in the company, so has the biggest team. And he has well stepped up, not from head engineering only to a CTO, but from a CTO to some extent to a co-founder as well, where he leaded a lot the culture in the company to become more, much more engineering focused and, and have a, a way of bringing this remote culture to. We already had it, but I think so he participated a lot there, which was not necessarily his job, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And I think so that was another good way of saying like, okay, it's not because you're a CEO that, and it's in your role to do things that you cannot let people do them for you if if they're, if you don't, if they're actually better than yourself, especially for a short period of time or even a longer one. It, you know, I think so that's, that's what is very important because then you will probably focus on other different things that will be very important. And great leaders always recognize that other leaders could get better than them. I think so. And always hire people that have different colors, the rainbow, and, and make sure that, that together you create that, that beautiful picture and, Very good. and what you aspire to. I know if people want to know more about your company, they can go to SwissBorg.com. I'll put it in the description. And I really appreciate you being willing to share your leadership tips and, and how you're designing the bank of the future. Thank you so much for yourself. It was great doing this podcast with you. Thank you. Very good.